hippopotamus for Christmas. A hippopotamus is all I want. Welcome back to a festive episode of the Film Ireland podcast. I'm Richard Drum. And I'm Sarah Cullen. It's been two whole yes. seasons since last <laughs> we did this. I'm pretty sure it was still summer the last time. Yeah. Uh, but it's okay. We're here now. We are going through a, an extensive and in detail catch up of the oh, last yes. four months of filmmaking. That's it. Maybe uh, six. Which we definitely <laughs> both saw a lot of examples of. Oh, Maybe yeah. six. Mm-hmm. Um, but since this is the Film Ireland podcast, let's start off with an Irish film with Extraordinary, starring Maeve Higgins and Will Forte mm. and other people. But they're yes. the main two that get the poster names. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. For those that haven't seen it, it's the story of a lady who can see ghosts and talk to ghosts. Uh, and her dad was a ghost hunter and she's sad. Yes. And then makes a friend with a single father. And then also Michael Flatley, but not Michael Flatley, is evil and trying to summon Satan. Mm-hmm. And or something to that effect. Yes. He's Will Forte. Yeah, I did see, her, see someone point out like there is there is actually so much plot for now a movie. Now I'm trying to recount it, yes, there is a lot of plot in that 90-minute yeah. film. And, yeah, and it's not, but I mean, to its credit, it is mm. not like you, you, you're you not sort of sitting there going, what is going on? Yeah. Like it's all, it's very, it's very clear. It's mm. just hard to recount. Um, <laughs> Which is not good for an audio-based no, film podcast. No, um, Which is why, yeah, visual medium. Good for movies. Yep. <laughs> so Irish films, we, I think we give a harsh time to on here. They're often quite bleak, as we say. Mm. This one, not so bleak. Yeah, I don't especially think. considering what we've just described. Mm. Very, mm-hmm. like, very funny. Very, a lot of fun. Yeah, I, on the whole, enjoyed it, I think. Yeah. Uh, the first half a lot more than the second half. Yes, agreed. good. Yeah, um, I suppose one of the, yeah, one of the plot points as well is that Will Forte's character has made a, a deal with the devil. As you say, so I think we already said that. Yeah. If we didn't, um. that's what happens. But uh, it's but essentially he has to sacrifice a virgin in order to go through with this deal. I kind of found that part less enjoyable. Like I mm. I don't really feel like in twenty nineteen we still have to have this concept of virgins in our no. movies. And the whole second half generally just felt very hackneyed and yeah, like yeah. it had been done a million Maybe. times elsewhere. And yeah. it, just, it got once it became quite a generic sort yeah. of horror film, I was like, oh, I'm kind of bored now. Yeah, agreed. Actually, because I, I think um, Maeve Higgins did a great job mm. of being sort of quite an eccentric character who was, she was obviously a bit of an oddity and, you know, a bit of a like, sort of oddball in her community. But I feel like her character was quite happy. Yeah. In that, and I thought that was very cool, but I also felt like the script didn't want her to feel no. happy and wanted her to be sad that she didn't find she, you know, didn't have a lovely boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I think if the, I think if they'd been brave and followed through with her enjoying her oddity and her, her you know, yeah, as a single lady, that's it. I, I, I think the film might. I, I would have liked if the film had gone in that direction myself. Yeah, me too. Um, I also think the. The whole idea of Will Forte's character, it's mm. much funnier in theory, like, or on paper than it was in practice. I mean, that joke mm. essentially has run its course by the first time it's told. Like, when you see that first video of him doing all the stuff and then he, the reveal that he's actually made a pact with Satan and he explodes the first version by accident, whatever it was, yeah. that was as much as you needed of that character. Mm-hmm. Past that, it became really obvious jokes that weren't that funny because I think the first half is full of this, like, very weird Father Ted-esque kind of yes, humor where it's yeah, just all definitely. this absurdity in this really mundane setting and it's great and then the second half is more well the second half is more plotty I suppose and it's more mm. quote unquote action scenes 
And there's endless scenes of that one guy like vomiting up what looks like semen, which oh, yeah. wasn't really funny. <laughs> like I usually quite enjoy bodily fluid yeah, jokes. Yeah, that one wasn't very funny and then yeah. they kept doing it over and over again. Yeah, that's a good point. There was also kind of a, a moment where I suppose Will Forte had been on quite a bit and you're kind of like, oh, for the majority of the time, presumably Will Forte was just like on his own like you yeah. know did they have him with everyone else for a scene but it feels like for most of the time they probably just had him mm, very possible um <laughs> but you know overall it, yeah. it's pretty solid and mm-hmm. it definitely passes whatever last yes, joke test people have for hot comedies low on the, the bleakometer anyway. high uh, on fun <laughs> The phonometer. Oh, sound, sound more disingenuous there. <laughs> uh, no, you're right though. I, I agree. Because um, Mae Higgins, I remember when she first kind of became a thing ages ago. I quite liked her. Then I went really off her because she, I think she did some RTE show, which was, I don't know, some one of those RTE shows. Mm. It was like a, a bizarre sketch comedy that makes no sense. And that was not great, but it's good to see her back again. And mm. she's actually got a decent screen presence. And like you said, she's yeah. quite that character feels very real and mm. likable and I agree yeah. that it wouldn't have been any harm to just lose the, the love interest thing but mm-hmm. sure look yeah. Uh, yeah I'm glad it exists yeah, it's nice to have and... an Irish film that isn't super bleak yeah, the other two I have in my Irish film list are boring yeah and uh, actually to be fair the last year I think the last couple of years have been quite good for mm. um, women led Irish uh, uh, dramas or films as well not just dramas comedies indeed, indeed. Um, which I think they haven't been as good as in the past so that's you know thumbs up from me even if she does need a boyfriend for <laughs> yeah the that's it and or be a virgin yeah, well, yeah. she was a virgin too wasn't she, she yeah. Ugh, <laughs> yeah so funny yeah um, so that's yeah that's one aspect of of you know I don't know Irish film I, uh, <laughs> film in general just you know we don't care about you know who's who's a virgin who's not like let's, no. let's, let's move away from that it's yeah. boring and done <laughs> Uh, oh no is there a good of, segue to the next well, movie for that well unfortunately guys there is one um, let's talk about Joker <laughs> oh oh aka the what was it being called before release the yeah the incel in, yeah. um, radicalisation <laughs> or something uh, admittedly I will admit I'll hold up my hand and say I was one of those people that was a little bit paranoid about this going crazy once it came out and people doing some shit uh, I think the film everyone's seen Joker Statistically, everyone has oh, seen yeah, Joker. Everyone it's made has. so much money in this country alone. It's <laughs> kind of shocking. I don't know why. Do people? Yeah, what? it's well. I don't know. I th- I feel like um, the marketing got everyone from every side. That's probably yeah. not true, but well, no, I, I feel like it's right. true. Even people that didn't care about like saw it to kind of just see yeah. it. I guess exactly. Well, I mean, so many people are were saw so it because because Whacking Phoenix is like mm-hmm. their favorite actor or whatever. Like I so I did see a lot of people. That's you fair. know who. who um. Yeah, wouldn't care about like DC whatsoever. I mean, yeah, like it, it, I mean, it was barely DC, right? Yeah, I'll get that in a minute. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I think on some level this must just be part. I don't know what it is about the Batman IP specifically that when people see a trailer that goes, "Look, it's that," but realistic, they mm. jump on it because this is like the yeah, Dark Knight over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Because no other DC thing in recent years has made that much money aside from this kind of ruins my point. But Aquaman. <laughs> which is very silly and loud and bad, but fun-ish. But yeah, this one I don't know why it got the mm. the, the the yeah as you're saying like the every kind of quadrant appeal that it got and then made all the money. Anyway, um, it's fine. <laughs> it's mm. absolutely fine. It's um, politically very toothless. 
Uh, I know there was, but that was the funny thing before I came out. It was like the right saying it's an Antifa movie and the left yeah. saying it's an Insta movie. Um, <laughs> the truth is somewhere in the middle of it being neither. Um, I guess it is more Antifa than Incel ultimately. Well, no, it's actually kind of both, but it's both, but without having any grasp, not grasp, any gesturing towards the real world counterpoints. If that makes sense. Mm. Like it, it, it's detached enough from being readable as a modern political text this is getting okay. very angry that it's functionally useless <laughs> yeah, uh, as a okay. drama as just a film to watch it's mm. grand I think it would have been better if it wasn't a DC movie because the only stuff that retakes really away from it is just the strangeness of this ostensibly real world having okay. you know, people called Thomas Wayne and it's called Gotham and mm. it, it just feels off and wrong and takes away from it and also when you have the Waynes in a movie, you have to kill the Waynes on okay, screen. So yeah, once yeah. again, seeing Thomas and Martha Wayne gunned down in a grungy alleyway for probably the fourth time this decade in live action on screen. Mm. Very boring. Also, <laughs> I think ruins the film a little bit because it's not about them. They don't need to yeah, be there. Yeah. And then it, that just implies, oh, so that little kid's going to be Batman. And mm. I guess beat up a 50 or 60 year old <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> down the line. Um, yeah, it's... Even Joaquin Phoenix's performance, which is very good and probably like at least nominated, not win an Oscar. Um, it's I know you haven't seen it, but you've seen the trailer. Like he has the the laughing tick. Yeah, which yeah. I think was a ridiculous addition to the screenplay. Okay. He didn't need to have like a medical condition where he'd laugh oh, uncontrollably for no reason. Wow. It's fine the first time you see like oh yeah because it's the Joker he has to laugh doesn't mm. he? But then by like halfway through when he's just constantly laughing for no mm. reason. And like this is just, it's really awkward. Okay. I, just, I feel sort of uncomfortable sitting here. Um, the pacing isn't great. I saw it a second time just to see and yet the pacing is a bit, yeah. Um, if it was half an hour shorter, cut out all the references to DC and just lost that laughing bullshit. I think, yeah, solid post Scorsese taxi driver style throwback movie. But without being as interesting as taxi driver because that's a much more interesting movie. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I was gonna. I was wondering actually. Mm-hmm. Do you think it is still? It is still Oscar. It like. Oh yeah. Based or not bait, but like still, it would still be in the running. You think? I feel like for a few reasons. One, the fact that it made so much money and mm. got such generally favorable critical reviews. Mm-hmm. That means that it they wouldn't feel bad about nominating it because mm. I know they're like last year Black Panther. They're desperate to get in the young crowd that care oh, about okay. these silly comic book films. So nominate Joker because they're not going to nominate Endgame are they yeah yeah um, true <laughs> or Captain Marvel I guess they could uh, yeah um, yeah no I suppose it just it does, does feel like once it came out like commentary went or you know they just like every everyone like stop talking about it because nothing to say about it that's but the yeah, problem like, no, agree. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah, what yeah, is yeah, this yeah. is this going to radicalise <laughs> the youth but or? yeah but I mean I, I suppose actually even what you're saying might like the fact that it is kind of quite toothless mm. might be quite useful for Oh, it is. That's, I think, why it yeah. made so much money as it did because it's people coming out of going, like, people like not like us who just watch films and just watch films. Yeah. They don't okay. go in and go, oh, right, notes out. How does this depict, like, race theory or gender theory? I think the fact that it was toothless means they don't have to think. This is very condescending. Like, you don't know, you know think about it too much. Like, it's, yes, all you people out there. Oh, yes, you brainless slobs. Regurgi- yeah. yeah, happy Christmas. Because <laughs> I think, and this is a comparison I will say, that I think it's kind of like the Marvel films in that. Yeah, okay. The Marvel movies are neither good nor bad. They're mm. all perfectly fine. But because we live in a society, we live in a society. <laughs> hashtag, uh, you know that meme, kids, you got it? Yeah. Uh, we live in a society where everything has to be good or bad. Anything mm. middling is therefore good. 
because mm. it's not bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> Marvel films, I think all, meh, maybe like a few of them sound there, like Ragnarok or stuff. Most of them are kind of just fine, mm-hmm. but therefore they're enjoyable. And people are like, ah, that was good to see that. Yeah, yeah, And Joker, yeah. similarly, it doesn't really challenge you. So it's hard to say it's bad when it's mm. just fine. Therefore, it's good. Mm-hmm. And I guess also, if you don't watch a ton of films like the way we do, it would seem quite different to what's come yeah. out in the last few years. And yeah, fair enough. I'm mm-hmm. not saying I don't get people to watch it and enjoy it. I just think of all the films to make a billion dollars this year, that one, mm. <laughs> that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Well. It's, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> um, uh, on, on a very different end of things, Sarah, mm-hmm. want to tell us about Harriet? Yes, <laughs> I was wondering whether that was coming next. Uh, that it was intentional, very <laughs> but that's, that's the segue you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so this is the biopic of um, Harriet Tubman. The um, well, essentially, uh, he's kind of a superhero. Like, <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, is that coming on the poster? Yes. <laughs> what will make you watch these movies that aren't superhero? <laughs> like, yeah. So, I mean, if, if for people who aren't sure of who she is, she was... She DC or Marvel? She's, oh, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the question. She was a slave in the American South. Uh, she escaped herself and then returned to the South dozens of times, I think, to say, to, really, to liberate her family and other um, slaves. And then during the Civil War, she captained uh, an... I think it was a an all-black brigade, or at least one of the first brigades that let black soldiers in. And they rescued then something like 700 slaves. So she saved a lot of people. And her superpower was that she... (laughs) She... um, uh, she suffered. Need to commit to the bit. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, well, see, this is the thing. Like, she got hit in the head as a kid, and so she suffered bouts of um, narcolepsy. Okay. And she believed she was channeling God. Right. And sure. apparently, on some of her expeditions, God basically told her when was she was safe to go, when she wasn't safe to go. You know, I don't know that. This happened, but to be honest, like if I was going to believe in God, that's the reason. Yeah, for <laughs> that's enough. all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, so she's she was an incredible person. I'm not sure that the biop quite got that. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was such a like a yeah <laughs> build up to a kind of. Wah, wah. I know, um, like it's a good, it's a it's a good film, it's a competent film, but I think now slave narratives are kind of stuck in a mode of being told that I don't think is very interesting mm-hmm. like so, say like you know 12 years slave and a lot of the other ones that have come out recently they all spend a lot of time focusing on the the white slave owners and that's kind of really boring just like you and me sir we can relate to <laughs> yeah them. Oh, i know no. i know we, we can give white people oscars that way <laughs> you know like what, what else what's I remember what Brad else Pitt we ended do? slavery that exactly. one time exactly this is it um so I don't know. I think uh, personally what I would like to see is a lot more focus on um, black experiences and, you know, not necessarily um, going head to head with mm. their former slaver. Because I th- I think that's a very, I think, I don't know, I, I think that's quite a convenient way to uh, to avoid the more systematic problems mm. of, you yeah, know, of mean, slavery yeah. and to the modern day, uh, you know, others, other, other forms of slavery that are still going on, for example. So, yeah, so that's one thing that kind of disappointed me a bit. But at the same time, 
there's a lot there's a lot of good that is going on. I know a lot of people have kind of said it would be a very good story or very good film to show like class in classrooms. Okay. Like you know, there's a lot of very instructive stuff going on. Mm. It's what I find kind of amazing as well is that there's a lot of obviously escaping going on in this movie, but literally everyone is sprinting the whole time. So you have like elderly mm. people in their in their 80s, you have women like carrying their babies and everyone is like an Olympic athlete <laughs> just like sprinting across the south. It kind of uh, which also I I think it kind of takes away from the fact that like well it was a you know it wasn't a sprint, it was a marathon. But more than that, it's sort of like it's kind of trying to make it, actually I saw someone say it's kind of trying to make it into an action film. Mm. Which I guess is like one audience to try and, you know, um, well, to the one that wouldn't see otherwise, I suppose. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that like it, it is definitely one way to go. But at the same time, I think kind of, again, like it kind of takes away from a lot of the mundanity, I guess, but also just the long term struggle. Yeah, and um, which I think is maybe something that needs to be looked at as well. But yeah, some really good things about it as well. Like there's obviously it's about a you know, female protagonist, but she also has friendships with other women, which like, it's just sort of, you don't really see a lot of black women, you know, getting yeah, screen time that's, together. That's, that's so, true. you know, that's good. But Sarah, does she need a man? Is she a oh, that's, ooh, that is actually kind of an interesting <laughs> oh, question. God, I was <laughs> <laughs> Because it does actually start with her, uh, when she's escaping Savory, she essentially like, she has the choice run away or get sold down the river which mm-hmm. basically means you get you, you get removed from your family you go to an even worse experience uh, even worse situation so she decides to leave and leave her husband and when she returns um i think it's is it a year later he's remarried and she actually never did remarry yeah. so she yeah she realized she didn't need a man and uh, so <laughs> you know there's lots of very very good lessons going on. Lessons. Yeah, no, it's um. I suppose that's something. That's it. It's a good, good film. Uh, I think there's things to improve on, but I, yeah, think it's 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 good. If mm. you if you have any interest in, you know, America, in the South, um, yeah, very very interesting. So yeah, uh, I don't know what we're going to segue into now. Yeah, so. I can't think of anything. <laughs> um, I think I blew the best one on that version one to Joker. Oh. That was probably the best I could have done. Uh, yeah, well, speaking of Joker, I suppose, from one Scorsese infected film to an actual mm. Scorsese film. Oh, yes. With Flex. No, I got nothing with Flex. Um, the Irishman, which hopefully this won't take as long to review as it did to watch. Yeah. Ouch. It's a bit long, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it's a bit hyperbolic the way the length's being talked about. Like, it's half an hour longer than Endgame was. And yes, yeah, that got a lot of kind of, oh, it's very long, but no one was like making this bullshit sort of mini-series yeah. points and yeah. like, okay, watch the first hour then stop and then take a break and then watch the second then stop. Like, yeah, you can do it in one sitting. It isn't yeah. that hard. <laughs> oh, it's on Netflix. Take one break if you need to take a bath. It's fine. Um, yeah. I didn't really care about this before it came out and I saw it in the cinema because I figured I'd never watch it otherwise and you know what? It's actually quite good. Hmm. Um, the length, while undeniably obnoxious, does sort of have a point in that it, you do well the point is the length plays in its favor in terms of making these lives feel like you've seen the whole breadth of them okay whereas the the very expensive cgi not so much uh. i remember when i first saw like this coming out i saw the runtime of three and a half hours and good god how 
and then saw the budget of 160 million. How? <laughs> um, and it seems like it all went on the CGI. Okay. I think, have you seen that clip Ooh. of the grocery store bit? Uh, I don't think so, actually. Okay, it's kind of doing the rounds a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. It's pretty rough it where it's it's youngish De Niro, uh, uh, like, roughing up a grocery store owner fellow and he's, like, kicking on the ground. But it's very visibly an old man Ooh, with wow. a CGI okay. young face beating up this man. Oh, man. And that's a problem throughout is that De Niro never looks any less than maybe 55. Mm. And given yeah, what they spend I, on this. I, I was thinking, like, it, it, it does not, like... <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it doesn't feel like it's an epic spanning like life that you're seeing just from just from the photos yeah, I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I think it does feel that way because you can you keep being told like years and stuff. Like, okay, okay. yeah, fine. So this amount of time has passed. Oh, look, he has slightly more gray in his hair. <laughs> but okay. You, the faces never, to my mind, really change all that much mm-hmm. until ironically gets like the very end and they all have clear prosthetics on to look like fake old people, like, like older people. Like, oh. Now they've definitely aged. okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, maybe I'd be. I'd love to see a version of it with the CGI taken out, mm. just to see how it looks yeah, without yeah, that. Because yeah. I don't know that it would look that much different. Mm. And Netflix you need to blow quite that much money on it. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to the that was what I was all in favor of or in service of. Uh, it does. It does sound quite nicely against Scorsese's other films about like gangsters and mm. how much fun that life looks. But also <laughs> it's like, oh, it's lonely and your kids will hate you. This one's much more, no, no, it's all pointless and you will die okay. alone. And in this case, because it's Jimmy Hoffa, who like I sort of know of okay. as a name. Do you, do you know no, Jimmy Hoffa? No, no. I sort of recall actually. the name coming in like 90s shows when okay. we were young. Mm-hmm. But I never knew who he was. I thought he was a football man or something. Apparently he was a union guy. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the whole point mm, is the fact okay. that like no one knows who he is now, and like kids these days okay. don't know yeah. no Jimmy like Hoffa's. me, yeah, exactly like you. You're, you're <laughs> I the reason Robert, for old Robert De Niro was sad and dying. Sarah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know Jimmy Shit. Hoffa is this man he dedicated his life yeah. to. He was what's the quote in the film? In the sixties, he was no. In the fifties, he was as big as Elvis, and he's as big as the Beatles, and all that. I'm like, uh. sure, if you say so, movie. <laughs> um, everyone's very good. De Niro's very good. Pacino's. Mm reasonably reined in for Pacino mm-hmm. uh, Pesci is great Pesci okay. has gotten so old or maybe the CGI really? worked I don't oh, know okay. it's hard to know <laughs> uh, I think he just got very old He's, he was retired until this came out uh, okay. and came back for like one more job kind of thing yeah. um, which I'm never I've never been wild on Scorsese like Goodfellas mm-hmm. no they're good they're they're enjoyable but I've never been like oh best thing I've ever seen kind of films whereas mm-hmm. this one I do get it more because okay. it is a, such a meditation on age and legacy and the pointlessness of dedicating your life to anything really. Mm-hmm. So, because um, just, just love your kids. That's that's the message. Okay. <laughs> Whereas Anna Packman won't talk to you, and then people will misconstrue that as they're not getting enough lines. Okay. Whereas her silence is actually the point in the movie. Did you hear about that? No. People were doing the whole line counting thing of like, Anna Packman's in this, and she has oh, like right. three lines. Like, yeah, oh. but the point is that her character won't talk to her father. The okay. silence is the point. Uh, I did, sorry, I did hear she was in it and hardly got any. Lines. She does. So, okay. Her okay. Like, performance is really good. It's <laughs> yeah, all yeah. looks and uh, okay. disgust, disgusted sort of stares and stuff. She's great. But um, yeah, like the lack yeah, of line yeah, yeah. isn't some misogynistic thing. Yeah. It's, it's the point of the character. Okay. Um, which I know you can still be like, well, mm, I don't know. Uh, it's like it, it is a very male movie. I'm not mm, going to pretend it's yeah. got more than three speaking female characters. Mm. It doesn't, but. Mm. Uh, this is, uh, 
in the same way, I wouldn't want. I'm trying to think of a film now. I'm not going to think of one. Actually, yeah, we'll get to Marvel. Hustlers. Captain Marvel. No, well, yeah, let's, let's go with that. No, uh, Hustlers. I, I, Hustlers doesn't need many male voices and doesn't have them. Mm. The female, it's a film about like a female story. Mm. This is a very. I know everything's a very male story. Yeah. This is a sort of this, weak yeah. defense. No, I mean, what hole am I digging, Sarah? How do I get out of it? Give no. me a ladder. <laughs> I think it's fair. Occasionally, that's a legit mm-hmm. claim, you know. Like I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll be the first to say yes. Not enough women in these movies, but I also think the Pac-Man thing is just weird because yeah, it's literally it's, the point. Yeah. But again, silencing women to make a point is that a good thing or a bad thing? Who knows? Mm. It, it it works well in the movie. It serves the story well, so I guess it's fine. Probably mm. movie's pretty good. If you have three and a half hours to spare, watch mm. the movie. I do think it's a pity Netflix or well, it's Netflix's fault. It's the studio's fault of not getting a deal out with them that it didn't get a wider or longer cinema release because it actually mm. is worth seeing in a cinema okay. more than yeah, Netflix because yeah, yeah. it's yeah, easier to pay attention like to. It. It. Yeah, um, that was my that my fear with a Netflix watch would be that I wouldn't. Like, yeah, my phone you just put it there. on pause yeah. and then yeah. Yeah, uh, it it does it does work quite well when it kind of sinks into you and you have like time to properly digest it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it did very well here, cinema wise. It seems like it was constantly sold out. Yeah, and it's limited well, release. Well, you know, that's, that's... Irish people we like Irish, Irish people men. men. <laughs> yeah, Irish people men. <laughs> Irish people. Men. <laughs> that's that's what they should have called it. <laughs> Uh, oh. Yes, De Niro as a nominally Irish man is also very funny. Hmm. That, is, that is the least Irish sounding voice I've ever okay. heard. He doesn't do an accent or anything, it's fine. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's pretty pretty yeah. solid stuff. Good job, uh, <laughs> little unknown director Martin Scorsese yeah, well and making a nice film. <laughs> Ooh, actually, well, well, while we're here, <laughs> yes. I feel like I should uh, mention this trivia that I just oh, heard excellent. on another podcast Ooh. because we're talking about... Uh, <laughs> Regurgitation of yeah, mass media. that's it. Um, so, yeah, I heard that um, in Home Alone, mm-hmm. there, um, near the end, Joe Pesci's robber character, um, he so, sort of says to Macaulay Culkin that he's going to bite off his finger or something. And apparently... There was one take where he did bite his finger down to the bone. <laughs> so, he, <Why>? yeah. <laughs> of all the movies to go method for, I know. Why, why, oh, That's Jesus. it. Yeah, maybe he hates children or Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> or just his own body. There, yeah. why involve the children? Um, Don't know. Okay, but there well, you go. To briefly go to something we've both seen, yeah, uh, the laundromat, which oh, yes. another actual Netflix slash mm. cinema release, but again, mainly Netflix. I think that one got maybe. A day or two in cinemas here, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is from Guy. Steven Soderbergh, Steven isn't Soderbergh. it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that made the Unsane guy. and <laughs> Logan Lucky. What the yeah. hell's his name? Steven Soderbergh. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I don't even know quite how to recount the plot is. It's the Panama Papers. Yeah, yeah it's Dramatized into a pseudo-comedy? Yeah. Anthology story about multiple yes. characters? Yeah, all actually. All threaded through by the existence of shocking final reveal, Meryl Streep, in yes. some kind of face that isn't her own. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, color. I did. Was I like a complete rube that I actually did not realize it was her? No, I didn't cop with her. Okay, okay. No, that was, oh, that was revealed uh, to me too. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. And then afterwards, it was. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't sort of join the dots and realize the, the as you said, the. Oh, nor did I. I'll tweet about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe don't, yeah, dress up as a. Person from a different race, comical-looking Hispanic woman. Yeah, it wasn't even a real human. It was. Yeah, she, she looked it. like a, a Disney witch or something. <laughs> yes. And so that's an interesting character actor they found with a like, very <laughs> characterful face. Oh yeah. no, it's Meryl Streep and heavy prosthetic. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, taking away 
you know, character actor work as well. well I yeah. don't know. Well, there you go. Yeah, I was kind of, I, I wasn't sure as well about the fact that so much of the movie was like not, uh, okay, I sort of realized at the end, I was like, okay, it is Panama Papers. But at the same time, I was thinking so much of the movie is focused on like nefarious dealings in not America. But it was kind of like, what, what, where are we supposed to be, you know, locating our anger here? That's true. Um, which, yeah, I mean, I guess the, that is sort of the point to a certain degree that it's it's taking place on these offshore islands that are, you know, rather than... But, but at the same time, I think it's like, well, I mean, we can, you know, then locate it. Then it comes back to the US and it comes back to the UK, etc. Now that you say so, that, though, I don't know. you're right, because even... In terms of the characters we're given, like the quote unquote villains of the piece are yeah. Honey Banderas and Gary Oldman yeah. with this ridiculous accent. Yes. Whereas the hero <laughs> is Meryl Streep, not in Yellowface. Mm. Uh, actual Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep crusading for death money. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely a term for that. There's death money <laughs> <laughs> insurance. It's good, good life name insurance. For life insurance. <laughs> there we go. Good name for, the, uh, for this month's podcast mm, as well death so. money um, <laughs> I'm sure there's a worse phrase we'll say at some point yeah in the oh um, definitely yeah I, I, I was kind of excited for it because I quite like Soderbergh and mm. I thought him doing a film that's like taking you know taking the task big money and stuff could be interesting and it, it's sort of I wouldn't say it's toothless it's just I think what I couldn't put my finger on that you've now correctly placed is how it it sort of dislocates the mm-hmm. the anger from what should be I guess our respective governments, like mm, UK, yeah, yeah. America, that kind of thing, opposed, and then it's going to be like, oh no, here's other people with yeah. different coloured skin being bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's enjoyable enough, though. Like, it's sort of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it has good things going on. And I can literally, at the moment, I'm only really remembering the one storyline of the mansion. And yes. The teenage, that's all I can recall. Yeah. Well. There's also, a, there is also a, a short. A very short scene, which I remember, like, is supr- cut surprisingly short, um, because it's where the husband dies. No, where the husband dies. It it's two. I can't remember who the two actors are, but like you know, two very well known actors <laughs> sure. who like turn up in a bar and then they are mercilessly oh, yes. shot in the back of the head or otherwise yes. dispatched. And you know, it kind of seemed like oh, they were famous people, yeah. Right? Were <laughs> and they? it kind of seemed like one of those things where it was going to go on for longer, and mm. like, nope. They are dead. <laughs> so, you know, like, yeah, in, entertaining. <laughs> it had that, like, Tarantino thing of it. It was yeah, all, like, it was yeah, all, like yeah. nice vignettes, but That's none of them it, amounted yeah. to much in total. Yeah. Because um, even that opening sequence that helps quite cool when it's then, like, walking to the desert, mm. explaining how money works. Yes. And it's, it's, yeah, yeah, the yeah. set keeps changing. That was quite cool, but again, like, to what end? It didn't yeah. really build to anything. That's it, yeah. It kind of seems like the kind of thing that maybe fools made two years ago I don't know I'm not you know like maybe it might have been I I suppose the the other side of it is apparently like there there was people trying to get it taken off Netflix really yeah I I suppose the other thing is that that kind of feel it feels like that happens with every Netflix film that has some that is exposing something so you know I suppose at this point it's like yeah that's just what they say even expose it yeah, yeah. Like I knew more about Panama Papers before I watched it. Than yeah, afterwards. yeah. No, no, that's fair. So I don't know. I, yeah, you know, it's a good try. I feel like that's all, that's yeah, all we can do these Soderberg's days. Soderbergh still making films. Yes. he retired like five years ago. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, it was no Logan Lucky or Unsane. No. Um. Oh well. <laughs> Forward to his next year movie. Whatever that yeah. one is. 
That's it. Uh, so, so Sarah, why not yes. talk about Le Belle Epoche? Epoche Ooh. or Epoch? Uh, I, I, I say Epoch, Epoch, but... French, and I can't remember my French yes. leaving certainness, so it could um, be either. It could be either, exactly. It's, Probably it's up to the Epoch. individual viewer, viewer to decide. Yes. That's not how language works, <laughs> but let's all. say it is. Uh, yeah, I I really did not like this. You're good. Really, good, good, good. oh, um, <laughs> like, good noises so far. Like <laughs> this is, I suppose, I feel like I shouldn't hate it as much because it's it got a small release mm-hmm. at I think the IFI French Film Festival. So you know, I can't really destroy it, but I want to. <laughs> I think you can. Um, so it's been kind of it's been compared to Charlie Kaufman. The Eternal Sunshine of Spotless oh, yes, Mind. Yes, yes, yes. yes, I was trying to remember how that title started. <laughs> so yeah, it, I suppose it's kind of vaguely a similar concept, but but it's not similar enough for one. And also it's bad. Let's see. So <laughs> so this is um, a vaguely parallel universe, but basically our universe. But here you a company is set up who create big di- big life-size dioramas of whatever period of history you want. Mm. You can then mm. go and, you know, relive. Like full of extras playing yes. people. Yes, this kind of thing, yeah. And you have a director behind the scenes. You basically, you can be a, well, yeah, you can say like, I want to go back to World War II. Or you could say, I want to go back to this day on my childhood. And you de- then they have a director who will basically tell everyone what to do while you sit there experiencing it all I guess that's kind of a cool so, concept yeah no it's it, it's a cool concept I, wasn't there a similar thing with Philip Seymour Hoffman a few years ago for probably a good while Ooh, maybe like, I can't pronounce the word it's like Synodoshe New York something or oh, syn- Synecdoche Synecdoche yes yeah. yeah I guess maybe that's maybe it was compared to that as well it was definitely like people were like ooh Kaufman kind mm. of stuff <laughs> Like so, how you said that, like a villain, in, like an Inspector Gadget, like a cough man. <laughs> yes. No, I like him. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I guess it is this kind of, I guess, Charlie Kaufman type thing of like, ooh, replacing memory and, you know, how can we mm-hmm. re- relive our past, blah, blah, blah. Except for this is basically, oh, so it's a, a guy in his 60s. Um, he, he hates, he hates the modern world. But he alone hates the modern world. Like mm-hmm. everyone else loves it. Like, you know, the way we all love the fact that technology like rules our lives uh-huh. oh, yeah. and like we, we can't get enough of it. But mm-hmm. this guy, he's like, you know, he's the sole guy who is fighting the system because he's a comics book illustrator who lost his job mm-hmm. because of all technology. Oh, yes. But his wife loves technology. She's She like runs a big fancy company and her, his son uh, has some sort of big internet job. So, you know, basically like he's, well, he's, his son has failed him. His wife has emasculated him because she makes the money. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah. Like yeah, he has he he has nothing. This um, is sounding quite French already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, does he it, smoke it, a lot while all this is happening? It's definitely a lot of smoking yeah. going on. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I've seen this film or something <laughs> several times. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Uh, so, but the one thing he does have is he has a voucher to go and revisit uh, his the the was it the yeah the the day in 1977, I think it is, when he met his wife for the first time, back when she was like, you know, pure and, you know, things were good. It's funny, (laughs) when you started describing this, I was like, but why is this concept so 
needlessly convoluted and if like has someone build the set some director's like ah because you couldn't have a Viora version because that would like ruin his whole yes. character wouldn't it yeah his exactly one, his sole character play <laughs> would be undone if you did that ah, yeah right <laughs> um, so like I just I guess it just makes my skin crawl that it's like for this guy to be able to like spoiler alert he learns lessons about how preceding love again and you know suddenly his wife realises oh maybe she should, you know, quit her job. maybe she should go to her job. You know, that kind really, of. That I, <laughs> I don't know that it happens, but by the end of the story, or the, by the end of the movie, no, she doesn't. She certainly isn't. Doesn't care about her job. Ooh, she actually does reject all her fancy rich friends, mm. and she she just wants to return to her husband. And um, like, I it, it makes my skin crawl that like he can't learn a lesson without having literally a world created around him that is being directed by the director is worse than him. Yeah. He. <laughs> oh, the director is having um, a relationship with the actress who plays his wife, and uh, okay. and shockingly, he he is basically oh, he, like he's basically whispering in her ear the whole time, like whispering like obscenities and telling her how worthless she is. Mm-hmm. But but it's because he loves her. This is what he has to do to 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 survive as a director. Mm-hmm. You know, in a in this world where you know I. I like women are just too dominant at the moment and uh, you, you know he's got to keep her in her place like the modern world said like the modern world <sighs> yeah <laughs> they all have too so, many jobs and they, money yeah and... that's it yeah 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 I mean you can probably see why I despise <laughs> this movie um, no, please continue to explain why it's that <laughs> and yeah it goes on like that for a while till the end when women yeah women are back in love with the men and the <laughs> men are back on top and uh, in every sense, in every sense, yes. Ugh. And uh, yeah, film mercifully ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like the worst traits of all French cinema. In yeah, one thing. yeah. But what a pretentious framing device! Great. Exactly. Um, is the director played by the director? It's not, oh, but it's an impressive set. Yeah, <laughs> he. But the director has a limp. I feel like I don't know. That's something I, I, I can't tell what. Oh, it makes him, you know, no longer just a, the prime alpha male. He yeah. has to be, now he's in some way interesting and yeah. authentic. I think, yeah, I think you're right there. Um, like he's he's vulnerable. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's why he's allowed to be an extra asshole, I guess. Yeah. He's incredibly privileged and has every like immediate life can afford him, but also has a limp. Therefore yeah. Therefore feel bad for yeah. him. Yeah, this is the thing. Um, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I do have a segue this time okay. from your one of Ooh. just, I guess, retrograde anti-feminism, uh, Hustlers, <laughs> which oh, yes. is really good. Um, and also sort of scorsese in its in its construction of, a you know, crime is cool, kids do crime, but also, ooh, crime might be bad. Mm. Uh, though I think uh, this is going to slightly spoil the end of this one, because I think it's really funny that most of these kinds of films where there's, there's a big crime and the crime looks fun, but the mm. consequences hit home. Usually it's like, oh, they all went to jail. Someone got shot. Mm. This one ends with, they got like a couple of months in jail each. Yeah. At most, <laughs> that was it. Oh. Nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's just surprisingly low stakes or, well, not low stakes necessarily. Like it feels quite tense while it's all happening. But it's in the end, like that was actually fairly low key overall, wasn't mm. it? Like there was probably the crime of the century. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, The Plot Hustlers is, it's set just before the financial crash. A uh, bunch of strippers who decide to, because I think the, the clubs start taking more and more of their tips and like charging more, and the basic crash happens, so they can't get money. So they decide to start uh, 
<laughs> I said date raping. It's not date raping. Using like date rape drugs on men. Not even, ah. was it? I think it was. It was a various drugs. There's a very funny bit when they cook drugs and it's like collapsed. Very good. It's a good comedic shot. It's very funny. Nice. Anyway, uh, so they like knock them out and then they like bring them to the club first, mix their drinks with the drugs, give them the drinks so they pass out and then like charge their cars and all the stuff oh, okay. and make a commission off that. Um, so there's, they're just stealing from rich people basically. Rich assets. Mm. Wall Street types. Mm. Misogynists use strip clubs. <laughs> uh, so it's really a victimless crime anyways. Yeah. Um, but it's just great because it's it's nice seeing a film that shows female friendships and doesn't mm. make them melodramatic. Okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah. even like when there is the inevitable like third act big falling out and everyone, mm-hmm. they all, even though they've kind of, some of them have like betrayed each other, everyone understands why and like mm. hugs it out. And like, huh, okay. this is novel. Ooh, <laughs> that sounds actually, because I remember in Widows last year, like. I forgot Widows even existed. Yeah. <laughs> like it was very cold there wasn't really a lot of friendship yeah, between the women I think Willa Davis especially just her character I couldn't oh, quite yeah. understand in that movie she yeah, just seemed definitely. really aggressive as everyone else everyone else seemed kind of likable and nice but yeah. she was awful yeah uh, Actually, but then again she killed Liam Neeson which you know that's, in, yeah. after this year fair enough right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry what were you saying I wasn't necessarily a massive fan of Widows but no, I suppose I it's know. nice <laughs> to see yeah I suppose it's nice to see that you know there's a group of like you know, women heist-ish yeah. movies going on now. You know, that's good. This is, this is fun. <laughs> J-Lo is, everyone says, she's great. I hope she does the last nomination because she deserves it. She's just... I don't think I've ever seen her acting something before. I might have seen some mm. scene from a rom-com on late night television at some point. Yeah, like, ah, yeah. she's bad. Uh, but no, she's great here. Um, everyone's just good. That chick from Riverdale is surprisingly good. Yeah. One of the Riverdale women. Okay, uh, yes. Betty or Veronica. They're <laughs> interchangeable names. I can't remember which is which. Betty's the blonde one, surely. It's like a more... I think you're right. So Betty's in yeah. this. Um, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's just, it's nice seeing a Scorsese style sort of heisty, crimey thing. But when the aesthetic is so garish and mm. it's a strip club. But it's, because I think it's interesting that also that the film never shies away from being completely objectifying about female leads. Mm-hmm. But it's not in a, it doesn't revel in it. It's not in a seedy way. It's very matter of fact, okay. if that makes sense. Um, which I guess makes, it, it's reasonable given that it's directed by a woman, I think. <clears throat> I think I'm going to make sure oh. it's directed by a woman. Uh, I'm very <laughs> certain it is. Another um, Scorsese's movie, you say. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Martina Scorsese. It's Marty in a wig. Uh, but yeah, so it's. Because it's a weird balance trying to strike of objectifying your cast and yet not making that feel incredibly sleazy. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. Good job. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's directed <laughs> by a woman. Excellent. Lorraine, Lorraine Scafaria. Excellent. So Lady yeah. Scafaria directed this and she's very good. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. Um, I'm sure I had more notes on this because I'm running out of things to say. <laughs> and I do want to admit that it's a very good film and people should watch it. But ah. I can't think what else to say about it. I admire you uh, admitting it. <laughs> <laughs> Grudgingly. <laughs> like I have literally three notes on it. The last one is just, just great overall. Okay. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. really unhelpful. And I can't, I, I'm sorry well, for the mistakes of past me. No. Yes. So go watch Hustlers. It's yeah. good overall. Excellent. <laughs> Put that on the poster. Yeah. Uh, I think I think from one thing that's good overall to say a thing that could be bad in two different ways. Gemini. Ah, Man. yes. Well, this is um, actually I suppose this will be kind of interesting to talk about it because it is also a movie with a lot of de aging CGI. Oh yes, of course. So ah, you see, we plan these links yeah, out. Yeah, this connected. is it. <laughs> um, which is also well, no, actually, 
sounded like the Irishman was okay. It is very weird here. <laughs> now, my first question to you is, did you see it in the weird frame rate thing? Uh, yes. Apparently, was that really weird in that? It's actually weird because there's two, there, there's sort of nearly like two different ways that it's used. Like there's some scenes that are actually very well done and um, where it, like depth of field is good. And a lot of the action scenes are actually quite well done. There's one in particular that does it feels like a video game, but in a good way. Okay. Do you know, All like right. what yeah, yeah. first shoot, first shooter kind of thing? But you, yeah, you'd believe that it's happening, and you know, you're moving with it. That works well. But then it's like in the scenes that aren't action oriented, it's like they just didn't bother. So you then have a horrific <laughs> thing where you have you have things going on very close to you, and then everything else is just like supposed to be far away but it's just a tiny bit further away from you like it, it's just okay. like there's two um Ugh. yeah it's very not yeah it, like it's really uncomfortable like i actually found it quite sore in my eyes oh jesus um it, having said that i'm not sure that um i did hear late later that apparently because we were watching the preview screen that it was not set up properly ah. <laughs> so it, it might have been a case of possibly those scenes would it's, it's would be better bad, yeah. yes might be less bad and um, but it definitely did feel like they just phoned it in when it wasn't supposed to be really exciting <laughs> hmm. um, which is weird and yeah then for the the so it's so Will Smith is de-ageified to 23 and actually most of like most of his younger self is fine but they couldn't get the top lip. I've heard this. <laughs> the yes, top they lip make him is... ice cream a whole lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is it is very weird. I don't know why they drew attention to it. Maybe Angley did that intentionally. I don't know. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's very off putting. So uh, m- m- maybe it looked better in in screens where things were working right. I don't know. Um or in lower definition where it's all a bit more blurry. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh no, I have definitely heard people, you know who know more about this than me just saying like considering it was the kind of the thi- it was the thing that the movie hinged on they probably should have put a lot more you know work into it to make it look convincing um, and they didn't but like I thought it was like <laughs> so far all the technology involved was the film on any level engaging <laughs> I didn't think I'm so. I'm assuming it's not based on <laughs> that your whole view sort of well, the projection, the projection wasn't yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like, I mean, I was I was quite surprised because um, a lot of the films seem to be based on <laughs> this idea of action heroes back in the day. Weren't they great? Isn't it a shame that they all like... They got wives with their money. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good point as well. But basically, like, the young Will Smith mm-hmm. is... It's amazing because he is both like this lethal weapon. He's basically older Will Smith cloned to be a murder machine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But his his adoptive father, Clive Owen, also coddled him. So he's a murder machine, but he's also like really insecure and like doesn't know why his like dad doesn't love him enough. No, sorry, actually loves him too much. <laughs> sure, um, so it, it's, it is basically like... Fucking millennials! Why are they? Why are they everything that's wrong with the world at once? Uh, good, great. <laughs> yeah, it's it, what we need it's is. really that. Like at one stage, ooh, maybe the running theme of our podcast: older Will Smith, um, when he encounters young Will Smith when they're fighting their way through Europe, um, is like, "I bet you're a virgin too," and it's like oh, he probably <laughs> is, and apparently that's what's wrong with millennials. <laughs> 
Insufficient fucking. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, but also go. possibly too much. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, the jury's out in that one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know for too much. Yeah. So yeah, no, it, I mean, it's really, like, I was really, I don't know, I was quite sad uh, because I just, I thought it was going to be at least interesting. And it was really just like, older Will Smith is basically going around the world in really cool jet planes and mm-hmm. stuff with like his older, I don't know what MI5 type comrades who are all like guys in their like 40s and yeah. 50s and it's just like it's pretty much just like remember back in the day when we saved the world in cool ways and men were men and yeah. fuck the right amount yeah yeah exactly and um, I don't know like that kind of feels like I, I thought that Ang Lee would have more to more yeah. to planned and I don't think he did the one interesting uh, reading I did come across was actually that it's it is looking at the future of acting in the world of de-ageifying. Um, this like this idea that if 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 actors can literally be rendered C- mm-hmm. in CGI, what does that mean for for acting? Which I think is interesting. Unfortunately, I don't think that the film conveys that in any interesting way. <laughs> but um I, I mean I I guess the fact that the Irishman did come out and is looking at not not necessarily intentionally, but I guess there are similar issues going on. Mm. I mean, maybe Ang Lee did have an idea, but at the same time, I've also heard that the script has been rewritten Nothing over the last like fifteen time, years. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably possibly just an interesting idea that's been added in the last the best year. Thing to do to so, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I don't know. So not worth watching. No, <laughs> no, it really isn't. But, I mean, I guess intended. I guess you'd only want to see it if you're in cinema. Yeah, for and, the novelty of the weird. Yeah, um, so I saw The Hobbit two with that, and that was a different. That wasn't the same frame rate as this one has, but also okay. it was also a different kind of elevated frame rate, and that was bad. Yeah, looking. yeah, <laughs> not great. Yeah, there's a science behind why we only have twenty four frames. Like our eyes can mm-hmm. see so much, so that putting in too much makes it look bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> uh, so finally, uh, I think in some ways a culmination of many of our themes, uh, ready oh. or not. Oh, yes. Uh, it's, it's about yeah. the anti-rich, the <laughs> sisters doing it for themselves, <laughs> not needing no man, yes. and, and Satan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's to a great point. point. <laughs> um, so this this is a film that when it came out, I was like, haven't I seen this like five times yeah. in the last few years? But this was actually, it did feel quite different, but it, it does feel similar to stuff like uh, You're Next or... Yeah. Oh, I had so many more of mine. They're all gone now. What else um, came out? I mean, I think it's similar to Get Out as well. To get Out a little bit. Um, um, kind of Cabin in the Woods-ish, mm, I think, by the end of the day. Yeah. The setup here is that woman is getting mm. married to man. Yes. <laughs> our famous section. We don't know the names. Um, <laughs> and the family. And I, I did quite like how over the top an arch it was that they were like a, a, video, or a board games yeah, dynasty, yeah. and it just is absurd looking. Mm. Um, so on the eve of the marriage, or on the night of the marriage, the tradition says that at peril of death, they have to pick a card from this weird devil box mm. and play that game, and that's it. But if it lands on hide or seek, hide or seek, hide and seek, <laughs> <laughs> that famous American variant, hide or seek. Um, if it lands on hide and seek, it becomes um, the most dangerous game, basically, where the whole family have to hunt the bride down. And if they don't kill her and sacrifice her by dawn, the Satan will kill them all, mm. which everyone assumes is not real. And it's just bullshit superstition, but it isn't. Uh, 
Yeah, it's good fun. Cool. Yeah, I was just thinking it definitely has um, a... Uh, well, sorry, I can't even think of the name of the, the franchise now. Um, the Everyone has a night to murder each other in. Oh, Purge? Purge, yes. yes. It, I think it's very Purge in its feel as well. It's Purge, yeah. Um, and also a bit Knives Outy. Um, yeah, uh, no, definitely. I, I think there's... Um, similar big old houses. Some, yeah, I was actually going to bring up some... Uh, Anti-Rich sentiment. Yes, yes. and some... Uh, I think there's some kind of big links going on this year Ooh. in other films too. Start, so. go, go. go now. Um, I, I've done the synopsis. Well, I'm out of words. The minute already, I will read my uh, notes. Thinking, I yeah. have none. All right, well. <laughs> it's a blank space <laughs> beside the words, ready or not. So, Sarah, please take us away. Okay, um, well, you know, actually thinking about it, the so I am kind of feel like it's the succession effect. <laughs> the show succession? Yes. I've not watched this yet. What, okay. What's it even about? I just know apparently it's, okay. it's the tits is all I know. Ah, well, it is, yeah, it's very good. It's, um, so, yeah, rich mogul, um, I guess, sort of possibly Rupert Murdoch type, mm-hmm. um, who, uh, yeah, so he, like, owns basically the media in America. The The show starts off with him, does he have, does he have a heart attack? Um, I suppose it's kind of a spoiler for the first episode, but it goes on for two seasons, so you get the idea. Not the first episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, with him potentially on death's door, his... Four, four children are basically all squabbling over who is going to be his successor. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. And um, so this, the, the show then becomes, he, he comes back alive. They're all like, shit, we've basically all shown that we would <laughs> like stab him in the back at any moment. How do we like go on from here? So it's all of them. Yeah. I mean, it's basically four siblings squabbling with their dad as yeah. well. They're all the richest people in the world. Well, it is very, I think it's, it is very anti-capitalist, but I still, my, what I'm uncomfortable with is I still think it's too uh, sympathetic towards them. I I think that purely on the basis of, I don't think that people like those, like them have feelings. So I think, you know, portraying them having feelings (laughs) in any sense is possibly not helpful. Um, but there you go. But uh, like, I think, so there's another show, uh, The Righteous Gemstones, which is... Um, uh, sort of the name, yeah. Oh, I can't even think of... What is the name of the actor now? It is Danny McBride. There yes. you go. Yeah, it's his show. Quite a similar setup. It's John Goodman is the father and um, he's a uh, like super rich pastor uh, reverend in, mm. in uh, who does the TV circuits in in America and it's him and then his three kids there's other things going on but it, but again it's basically those family that family fighting while everyone else gets screwed over and then so I what I suppose what's interesting in in compared to or with knives out and ready or not is that um it's kind of the 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 families tend to have one daughter who is um like uh, is I love basically ignored someone a lot of time. For, like a diplomatic phrase and really bad about <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> um it, it's sort of extra insecure because they're the one daughter who like mm. probably get, got looked over their whole life. Well, actually, that's probably unfair because I think mm-hmm. all the sons are are as insecure, but all in very mm-hmm. different ways. Uh, but like it, it to me, it, it seems to me like at the moment. This sort of rich family drama is very interesting, as in is interesting to to viewers and keeps coming up quite a bit. Um, I think what so you're yeah. saying about the succession problem of them being too sympathetic, I think is nicely sidestepped by Ready or Not and Knives Out in that 
anytime it seemed like it's about to give you the oh but this one rich person that's okay in the story they're mm. also an asshole oh yeah, yeah, uh, it's yeah. nice that they doesn't, it never quite lands on the some of them are okay like it never both sides yeah of, if, Ooh, if you, I, I would you know I, mean. I actually have a sort of challenge to that I think with Knives Out I, but I, I do agree okay. with you right, yeah, like yeah, I, I also I also do oh. think like that when I do say like I feel I'm worried that they're too sympathetic I kind of literally just mean like I'm not sure that we should be viewing these people as human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Which I think is definitely not there and really not. You do not view them as yeah, human. Yeah, uh, agreed, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, that was a very, very long no, tangent. No, but you know, we, we're, we're back to ready or not. Um, you both have very little to say about it. So <laughs> good time to go on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I, I like, like... I loved it. I really oh, no, loved I, it. I enjoyed um, it a lot. I have to say, I kind of... One thing that did annoy me was how it uses poor people... Like it kind of punches down the cleaning staff and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I thought that too. Um, um like lit- using cleaning staff being murdered as a running joke is like not the thing to do. <laughs> no, the optics are bad. The intent is good, and that's like this, these are awful people who yeah. do not even see their staff as human beings. They're just furniture that walks around and gets mm. shot sometimes. Which is yeah, that's a fine point to make. But yeah, the optics of it are a bit lurid, I suppose. Yeah, uh, unfortunate. I, th- I think as well the fact that with the third cleaner and um, when she realizes that it's the main girl is the target not her she starts shouting out mm, like mm-hmm. that's like are you are you saying that the working class is going to side going to side with her oppressors because don't say that <laughs> i mean don't say that but i also feel like <laughs> there's enough incentive in the way modern jobs set up that it is very much trying yeah. to turn everyone against each other and it, it, it all to stop them from attacking the rich on the upper yeah, levels so that's true not not <laughs> on point um, yeah. but yes i know what you mean it is dodgy yeah, it's not great. I suppose it's just also that thing of like, and I have to say, I really enjoyed Ready or Not. I love stuff like Unsane. I do, I do really enjoy these movies, but they are are also just like, ooh, beautiful white blonde women. Oh no, what if they get in peril? She got dirty. Yeah, now you must yeah. Feel sorry for her. That's it. Yeah. So it like it is just like white women get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll be talking about us in the top ten episodes. Yeah, that's we'll, it. We'll that. <laughs> um, I know what you mean. Um, I will say though, given because I usually hate when you have a character just endlessly screaming in a movie, mm. she has a phenomenal set of lungs on her, and also yeah. it never got grating, which is odd. Yeah. Like it was very authentic screaming. It never felt like Hollywood screaming. Yeah, in a yeah, horror yeah. Movie. No, that's a good point. It's a weird point to bring up, but it's um, just, it, it occurs. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Funny, actually, I was going to say that it kind of, for me, was maybe a little bit too much comedy and not enough anything else. But actually, thinking again, when she falls into the, like, the murder pit, well, that was really gross. Oh, that <laughs> was, yeah, else. horrible. I think I laughed how hard she fell in, but it was, her getting out was disgusting yeah. and bad and horrible. And yeah, no, there was definitely some moments where, like, I'm not sure that, it, I'm not sure that it was really scary, but it was very gory at times. Yeah. Um, and, and even yeah. like her having to shoot the kid and stuff was a yeah. bit like Jesus. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it didn't really shy away from anything, <clears throat> and I'm glad it. I'm glad it's all it's set up to a solid conclusion at the end with mm. the the reveal. Yeah, um, that was funny. That was yeah. a good, a nice like capstone joke on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely highly recommend it. It's good fun because also yeah. that film that didn't come out in the end this year, the one that you remember, the one that. In totally normal circumstances, that the president of the United oh, States got yes, banned. Yes, yes, yeah. What was that called? Because that was something similar, I think, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean that was kind of like the purge, but more about more about Democrats or something. I don't sure. know. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I can't remember what that was called, but 
yeah, that was um that was definitely a very strange one. Mm. Um, having yeah, I guess the other side of it is possibly that was it going to be axed anyway, and then they were like. Oh, Trump did yeah, it. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> and now they can release it in like six months' time. The interview saw it and get yeah. all the press for it. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. It's very possible. There you go. Uh, I wish we had more to say on Ready or Not because we don't yeah. have a lot. Well, no, actually, like, I did enjoy it a lot, but there were things I think I wish that they did a bit differently. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, okay, I, I, did, I did like the idea that, you know, most of the time it'll be fine. But if you pick this one card, you're probably going to get murdered. Mm-hmm. And that, that was quite an interesting way to have the... Um, the family um, or you know to have the main character be like sorry no actually she didn't even know but for her future husband to be like well you know the odds are good let's go with it mm. but at the same time I think I, I would have loved if all the other siblings spouses had gone through a murder night and, and had survived okay, I like yeah, I, I think yeah. I, I kind of would have loved to see like these like battle hardened people who were just joined the family because they were prepared to like murder to get there I'm not saying it it would have had to have been that way but I kind of would have loved to have seen that well like my favourite secondary character was like this it was the aunt is that what she was remember the, oh, the, the grey yeah, hair who was yeah. super serious and yes. she had all like, the, best, the best jokes yeah um, and she was sort of the archetype you're yeah. talking about so yeah I think you're not yeah, necessarily yeah. wrong um, um, you know like I mean it's yeah like they had to they had to make their mm-hmm. movie make s- some sort of logic yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know they 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 went for what they went for and it, yeah it was very good um yeah, so yeah. Good. Uh, now you're probably thinking <laughs> viewer of the ears Ooh. that's not listener <laughs> the word there. Um, uh, they might like to look at ears as well yeah, who knows no one's judging no fetishes here um <laughs> you might be thinking well this this catch-up review is a bit light on other recent films mm. well that's because we're we're doubling down on content and oh yes you should listen to our top 10 episode instead not instead as long as long with yes. listen to both by all means, please continue to listen to us uh, in our next episode of our top tens of the year, including probably the worsts of the year. Mm, the, the, yes. The, the good worst of the year. The and bad worst of the year. Yes. Other things. But yes, yes we'll probably filler. review stuff. <laughs> so much filler. <laughs> Endless. Nothing but filler. Um, yeah, no, you said the best filler. It's filler. Yeah. Uh, come back for top ten filler. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Stocking filler. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. That's probably an on point reference, and that's for a long past Christmas when this comes out. Who that's knows? true. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Until next time, yeah. which will be less than two, two calendar seasons away. Good Goodbye. See you then. And maybe have a Christmas. Who knows? Yeah.
a reason to smile. It makes tomorrow all right. What have I got, Harry? Hmm? Why should I even make the bed or wash the dishes? I do them. But why should I? I'm alone. Your father's gone. You're gone. I got no one to care for. What have I got, Harry? I'm lonely. I'm old. I like the way I feel. I like thinking about the red dress and the television and you and your father. Now when I get the sun, I smile. <laughs>